for the first time, we won't be doing a game review. I'm coming at you a little early in the middle of the week to talk about something that, honestly, I probably should have bought up a long time ago. Hello everyone, welcome back after a long layoff to the Gaming Off the Beaten Path podcast. Coming at you in the middle of the week with a non-game review. Uh, It's the first time I've ever done something like this. Honestly, it's not something I ever kind of thought I would do. But this is a topic that I feel like it's uh, important that I, as someone that reviews games, not really professionally or anything, um, should talk about. And it's something that I don't think enough people, myself included, really consider when they're reading game reviews or taking in game reviews. And that is genre, I guess for lack of a better term, bias or preference of the person that's reviewing said game. Uh, But before I get started on that, I just want to welcome everybody back. I hope everyone had a great new year had a great time celebrating what, if any, holiday that you celebrate over the last week. I apologize for no game review uh, last week. It was just a really busy, hectic time, Um, and I was kind of going to do this anyway, but I I didn't really have a a whole lot of time to record or script. Uh, I I usually, you know, I try to keep this conversational, so I'm not a word-for-word scripting kind of guy, but I like to have some notes, but this... I'm going to shoot completely from the hip. Honestly, I never thought I would ever do anything with any sort of, like, non-game review, you know, opinion kind of stuff. But, for one, I've seen a random and sudden explosion in uh, unique listens here on the pod, which I'm sure, you know, someone has found a way to to use my little podcast here uh, to farm crypto. Uh, so if you have, if that's you, I hope you've got all the Dogecoin you could ever need. Um, but, I don't know, kind of got me feeling a little confident. And this is something that I think that it needs to be talked about a little bit more frequently. Uh, and people, when they're taking in game reviews, need to think about while they're taking in those game reviews. Um, and that, as I said, is either genre bias towards or genre preference for uh, what game they're reviewing and kind of knowing what the person that, that, you know, or the team of people that is doing their review kind of like and how that lines up with their own tastes. You know, as I'm going through my fifth year anniversary tournament on the blog, which we're down to the finals, right? Uh, it was, I had 11 games in the tournament. Uh, we had our semis and consolations last week. And after some, you know, hard fought kind of tough battles, uh, we had our final four. Uh, we actually had uh, two of the semifinal losers lose again in the consies. And we had our consolation finals, our third place match in which F Zero GX triumphed over Fantasy Star Four and of the Millennium by a hair. Um, and we have our finals. On one hand, we've got Suikoden 2. On the other, we've got Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne, two of the three highest scored in games I've done over the you know five years that I've been doing the blog. And 
I decided that it wasn't enough to just do a little blurb on those uh, as I had with some of the other games. So next next couple days, be on the lookout for a 10-round fight, kind of like I do with Sea of Stars and Chained Echoes, that's going to be coming up, pitting these two great top-of-the-line games against each other. 10 rounds, it's going to be the same categories that I use for those two games, so be on the lookout for that. But these are kind of a different animal, right? As much as people love Sea of Stars and Chained Echoes, and there was a lot of hype behind them, there was a lot of talk about them, they're still relatively new, the book of on them is not kind of really written just yet, not that it ever is on any game, but Suikoden 2 and... Nocturne are are big time, big time heavyweights, you know, in a certain genre, and we're gonna back up a, a little bit to to my fifth anniversary tournament. So our final four, the two finalists, we haven't crowned a winner yet. The third place and fourth place games. Again, we had Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne and Suikoden Two. In third, we had F Zero GX, and in fourth, Fantasy Star, for End of the Millennium. Now. What do most of those games have in common with each other? Well, three out of the four of them, 75%, are RPGs. And that is largely because they're my favorite genre, and I really like those kinds of games. So, in general, I'm probably going to end up scoring them higher, especially, you know, for someone like me, where... This is really more largely an opinion of one person, right? Um, I try to keep... It's kind of like 80-20, right? Like 80%. It really is just my opinion how I felt with the 20% kind of being, you know, objective. This game had this design feature that is objectively better than that game, etc., etc. And even that's important to know because certain gamers, I'm one of them, can tend to to look past that stuff. Others can. Sometimes it gets so extreme, you have so so many technical glaring flaws that just even I can't look past it. But in general, those things just aren't as important to me as, you know, something that might be as more fun, more addictive, or an RPG, have kind of a great story, or or memorable characters, or, or what have you. And that's something you should probably know about me, when you're listening to my reviews, uh, I really like RPGs. Uh, I'm a big fan of fighting games. I don't particularly write, like racing games. Uh, I am not a car person. I do not understand car culture. I don't get it. I don't like it. If you asked me what I thought about Gran Turismo, any of them, one, two, three, I don't even know what they're up to now. I'm probably going to tell you I don't like it very much, or I don't think it's good, or in the past, and I've kind of using this term, or tried to stop using this term, I might have even used the O word, I might have called it overrated. But is it really overrated, or is it that I? it's just not something that interests me? Why would I want to accurately simulate driving? Driving sucks. I hate driving. So... That's me, and, and you know that that's obviously not a commonly held belief amongst the gaming industry. A lot of people really 
love those games. They love that series. They think it's awesome. Um, you know, what does that say for F-Zero, right? That's a racing game, and I've got it up there right with some of these top RPGs. So, you know, if someone like me likes that game so much, it's probably a good indicator that it's going to appeal to to people of any genre. And it's not just me, right? Like, I'm talking about any reviewers, right? Big, small, whether it's, you know, IGN or, you know, game radar or whatever is the game informer whatever is the big publication whether it's a youtuber a podcaster a dude on the street that you're talking to about video games right you're gonna get different recommendations based on what you know people's kind of preferences are i know there's certain people that i'll listen to their reviews of games and kind of take it with a, a grain of salt because i know i just don't like the same stuff that they do or there's some people i have such polar opposite opinions of i will actually listen to their reviews to hear which kind of games they recommend and then actively avoid those recommendations because i know that those people have such a difference of opinion than me and i just i think that's important it's something that isn't considered enough and you know you that that leads to a lot of feel bads right someone you know picks up a game that is highly recommended by X, Y, Z, and plays it and just realizes that they hate it. it used to happen to me all the time when I was a kid because I have, I'll say about 50-50 agreement and disagreement with like the mainstream quote-unquote gaming folks, right? I have a lot of pet games that I kind of rank higher than than most people would would consider, you know, I, I don't like the U word either anymore, but underrated. I don't think get their due. I prefer that pe most people don't like whatever you want to say. I have a lot of those. I have a lot of games that are the opposite, but uh, I'd say a pretty good portion of the time I get like some level of agreement with the big guys, right? I I'm not going to here to be contrarian. I'm not going to try and like tell you that A Link to the Past or Super Mario World are bad games just because a lot of people think they're great. I, I just I also think they're great, right? Um, maybe, maybe we'll get to another time since I'm kind of, you know, breaking the levy here with this. Uh, we'll get to, you know, games I like that most people dislike and games I dislike that most people like, but it's not really kind of... Uh, what we're talking about today. Let's just, you know what, let's look at these two RPGs that are going to be against each other in this 10-round fight in a couple days. Let's look at Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne, first of all, right? Obviously, I like it a lot. It was my game of the year a couple years ago. It was one of the highest scoring games that I've, or the highest scores that I've given to a game since I started writing a blog five years ago. It was my first foray into the Mega Ten series. I had always kind of avoided it for reasons I've outlined in various places, but, it, you know, I instantly loved it. Uh, it got in, I want to say I gave it a 9.75, almost a 10, and I just thought it was awesome. However, it is absolutely not for everybody, right? Some games just aren't. And Nocturne is a title that if you're not 
a fan of RPGs, it's probably not going to appeal to you. Um, even if you're a rookie at, at RPGs, right? If you say you're one of those people that, you know, you heard all like the hype about Sea of Stars or Chained Echoes these, this past year, and you know, like, you know what, I want to pick up this genre. I've heard so much about it, how they're so great. You play through one or both of those games, and you're like, I love this. I want to take on a, a next game. What's my next, my second RPG? If that second RPG is Nocturne, you're going to have a bad time. I'm telling you right now. You know, this is, I, when I played it, was, you know, a guy in my 30s that has been gaming since the 90s um, and, you know, has... I could get that. Maybe that's a, yet another podcast. You know, my introduction to the RPG genre. How I saw a Nintendo Power spread on the first Breath of Fire and was like instantly interested. You know, I had always I didn't even realize I was playing the first Final Fantasy. My cousins had it, and I always thought it was just cool to like make characters. And I could never get past Garland, but. It was kind of my intro to the to the genre, and I've been playing it ever since. I had already beaten the Seventh Saga by the time I played Nocturne, right? And even that, then it kind of like certain things about it threw me, right? There's a very good chance that it wins this ten round fight against Sweet Into. I'm not saying it's going to. Um, cause honestly, it's way up in the air. They were both 9.75s. Um, they're both very near 10s. They might both end up being 10s by the time this is all over. Uh, I'm, as I'm scripting this, this episode out, I still don't know what's going to win. I'm really going back and forth, trying to, to really think hard about it, which one I actually think I prefer. You know, but if if I had to recommend some one to somebody that was new to the genre or newer, well, you know, if you were brand new, I would say go back and start with something else over either of them. But you know, Sweetening Two is probably some probably one that is a little more accessible. Uh, you know, but that being said, that's all kind of down to my genre bias my gaming experience, my journey, my preferences, right? I'm sure there's someone out there that is just like an expert on on platformers, right? And they think Battletoads is easy or, you know, they think it's a, you know, one of the 10 greatest games of all time because of the level of challenge. If you put some somebody that doesn't like those kinds of games or, or never played them or, you know, that's their first game, they're going to have a bad time. It's going to be just miserable for them when they can't get past level three. Um, so yeah, it, it's a really important to kind of understand what the person who's reviewing said game, and honestly, it kind of goes for any media really, is into what they like, what their preferences are, even in the genres that they do like, what they like about them, what they don't like about them. And it's important to kind of do that research, usually with the bigger guys, right? Like they almost, they're going to assign what is essentially what we in, in the newspaper 
industry back when I was in that, you know, you'd call it a beat, right? Like they've got someone that's there that, you know, their primary reviews are going to be for RPGs or fighting games or whatever. Um, so usually you can, that's one advantage to, to those, those bigger guys that you, you can kind of tell. But even if you're looking at a genre specific YouTuber or caster or content creator or whatever you want to call us, uh, us little guys here, it's really good to know what their kind of preferences are. So again, I kind of touched on it a little bit before. I'm a big fan of traditional Japanese RPGs. Uh, I really love them. Fighting games are probably my second favorite. I am by no means an expert on them, but you know that's a genre of game that I don't really mind losing too much at. Um, it's one that I'm totally comfortable playing as a not super hardcore gamer, though I do recognize that some people might not be. You know, I like a good old-fashioned 2D platformer, 3D platformer, um, but I'm not going to say I love those games. A lot of them are high in my list. Same with first-person shooters. Um, I don't dislike them. I'm more tired of them than I, I dislike them. You know, Western RPGs, same kind of thing, right? It's not that I dislike them. It's that I'm more tired of them. Uh, and although I, I've kind of had a hankering... Uh, you know, here's an even for my own. I had to get a lot of different opinions on this Baldur's Gate 3 uh, because it, it's normally not as far up my alley as you would think. But I've heard nothing but good things from just a variety uh, of, of gaming people. So uh, that might have to I might have to check that out, even though it's not retro. I might have to, to check that out later this year, especially once the hype dies down. Right. And see how you know, how it goes it kind of separate from that, how they, you know, how I feel about it separate from all this hype that it's getting. Um, but again, uh, there's genres I don't really like either. Uh, like I said, racing games, not a fan. Uh, big shout out to F-Zero GX for finishing as high as it did in my tournament, despite me, you know, not liking any, you know, that genre. Um, I know a lot of people love kind of like extreme sports games. They're not as popular as they used to be. Don't like them. Never have. Never will. Uh, I do like sports games a lot, though. You know, usually JRPG people and sports people, you know, they're like opposite sides of the spectrum and they don't go near each other. But, you know, that kind of mimics my life experience, like half nerd, half jock. And again, I'll say it. I, I always do. Franchise mode Madden, most underrated RPG out there anyway uh the one genre i just i i i try to be objective right like i can't always do it i'm one person again more i don't want to get into like journalistic theory and like how you know it's literally impossible to ever completely eliminate bias from something and that's a different discussion for a different day and a different crowd um but I try to have some level of objectivity when I review games, right? You know, because some uh, I try to look at it from the perspective of somebody that might like that genre. Sometimes I can do it. Sometimes I can't. One thing that I will never be able to do it with are third-person cover-based shooters. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I sort of did one a couple years ago. 
about a game that a lot of people actually really like. I gave it a very low score. Um, I will probably never review a third-person cover-based shooter ever again because I... Now, dislike is not a strong enough word. I hate those kind of games. To me, it's like sitting behind cover in a video game is the equivalent of ducking like behind like my window in my living room and every time I think a car is coming by popping up and clicking the remote at it. I will I if I start up a game not knowing it's one, I will probably just put it down. I'm I'm not going to you know try and put people off a game that they may enjoy because I just, I know that there's no way I will enjoy it. Uh, and my bias is going to kind of show through there. So that's one genre I will probably never touch uh, again. And that's strictly cover-based ones, you know, third-person kind of run-and-gun games I'm fine with. And, you know, I like my survival horror, my old-school survival horror, too. Uh, so it's not just the third person perspective. It's more kind of a gameplay loop. Um, <sighs> but anyway, so I, it's a lot of, of long winded rambling to say, you know, don't just kind of take the word of, of every reviewer that you hear anything you see on TV, all the hype you hear on social media, take in as many different opinions as you can, you know, for your own gaming sake, if you're going to, especially if it's something new school, if you're going to be spending 50, 60 bucks, or if you're a, a retro gamer and, you, you know, say I, you know, you, I telling you I love Sweden too, right? And you're a retro game collector and you're like, yeah, like every, like this guy says that game's awesome. I'm going to go out and try to, to acquire it. And you don't like it because you hate all the stuff I like and like all the stuff I hate. You know that's not good. I don't. I don't think anybody should be spending the you know the amount that it costs to get a physical copy of that game. Just download it from the PlayStation Store uh, for ten bucks. But everyone should do that. But you know it, it's it's important. You know gaming is an investment of time and and resources for for us. And, you know, you don't want to be stuck in playing something you hate or, in some cases, you know, even just aren't that into, you know. Don't be afraid to put something down. Don't be afraid, you know, just because someone else says you should like it doesn't mean you should. There are a lot of games out there that I've been told over and over again are terrible that I really, really like. There's a lot of games out there that I'm told I should like that I just don't. So, that's a different discussion for a different day. I'm going to wrap it up here. I've rambled long enough. Um, you know, this was kind of shooting from the hip, right? So, I usually try to script a little bit. I, I apologize for all the ums and uhs and kind of being a little disjointed and scatterbrained. It's been a busy kind of... I need a vacation from my vacation. I'm relieved to be back at work. Um, but for now... We're going to be moving on to the finals of the 5th anniversary tournament with the 10-round fight. That's coming in a couple days. What will come out on top? Suikoden 2 or Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne. Both awesome RPGs. We shall see. But until then, thanks for stopping by. 
I hope you come back next time, but until then, happy gaming.